Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring our show. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AMR. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Thanks to Wild Grain for supporting our show. Get your fully customizable bake from frozen bread, pasta, and pastry box. And for a limited time, get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you start your subscription at wildgrain.com AMR or use code AMR at checkout. Welcome to Many Happy Miles, a podcast that celebrates all types of forward movement, whether it's a marathon in unseasonably warm temperatures or a dark, cold run before daylight savings time begins. We're here to say yay to it all. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Wasner Flynn, and I'm saying yay to being a three-time marathoner today. Oh, come on. You got to say that with a little bit more panache. <laughs> Let's go, Sarah. Come on. What's wrong with me today? I'm so, it's, it's hitting me hard. Yesterday, I felt great. Today, I'm so tired. I'm like, feel like I'm hungover and I haven't even had a drink. I'm like, Maybe it's that I don't know. It's it's well, and so it's, let's let's back up. You ran the Marine Corps Marathon on Sunday. We are recording on Tuesday morning, so feeling thrashed is completely normal. I mean, I remember. Um, I mean, it's been a long, long time, but I so remember eating like remember those cookies that are like um, uh, they're kind of like cake cookies, like they're pumpkin. Basically, I they're pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, but they're basically mm-hmm. like the tops of the muffins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I ran the Nike Women's Marathon, I remember like eating like eight of those, like forty eight hours, <laughs> and after I was just like, I need sugar, I need energy, I need calories. <laughs> like, well, we happen to be recording like- this on Halloween, so I'm preparing to eat a lot of candy today for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, I had coffee. Like, I maybe I need to go out for a walk, but I was like raring to go yesterday. And today I'm dragging. So yes, I guess it's real. The post-marathon slump or whatever you want to call it, the hangover is real today, but I'm happy emotionally. I'm fine. Uh, physically still feeling it for sure. Uh, well, okay. And I'm, and again, I'm glad you are because if you weren't, I would be like, oh my gosh, you're Wonder Woman. So wait, so let's back up. So you ran the Marine Corps Marathon on Sunday. What yeah. were your goals going into it? It's funny you should ask. I think that the problem why I didn't feel like I had like the best day is because I didn't have a concrete goal. I learned that I probably should. I I loosely, I was like, maybe it's a good day for PR. My training was going really well. Um, And my PR would be sub 328. But then as the weather forecast kind of looked more and more ominous as far as humidity, which I know it's really something I struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. It was 80% humidity. I started wow. saying, okay, no goal, no goal. Just go in, go and finish, um, have a good time. Yeah. So that was that. And then in the back, back, back of my mind, I was like under 340 or maybe another BQ, which would be under 350. Okay. Okay. Everything was looking good for that. Like I was feeling amazing. Like the first couple of miles were rough because it was very crowded and we started a little too far back. Another lesson learned is position yourself where you think you should be and don't position yourself just anywhere because there are were walkers, there were people who were, you know, running three or four across. Like I was just hitting brick wall after brick wall of people. So my first mile was very slow and sporadic. And then the second mile, pretty much the same. And then the third mile, I kind of found some ground to, you know, open air. And then I took off and tried to make up for that. 
which of course, okay. another lesson learned, you know? So as, as I went along, even though this is my third one, I'm still very new to the marathon. Last year was the first one I'd done one in 20 plus years. So like, yeah, I was about to say just, like your third one is like, I mean, really it's like, it's like version 2.0. It's your second one. Right, I would say. Yeah. Right? And I had a really good day in, in twin cities last year. And I, I realized that more than ever, I was very lucky to have really nothing go wrong. And then this year, yeah, I, f- I just felt like it wasn't really clicking. Nothing felt great. Um, I had a lot of fun for about mm, two hours, I would say. Like I was cheering. <laughs> I saw like all the, you know, I love cheering on the Ainsley's Angels because they always put their names. They're the people who push people in, in wheelchairs and yeah. they love getting cheers and they always put their name on a flag. So I always cheer for them. I cheered for anybody who looked like they needed it because I was like, yeah. I will probably need it at some point. Yeah. And then um, I smiled. I saw my family. I mean, I was able to high five, like all of that stuff that I really wanted to do, I did. And then I guess it was around mile 17, 18, 19. It was just getting super humid. My times were slowing. And then my hips just locked up and I felt like the Tin Man. Yeah. And oh, it started to get painful. And so I um, just kind of slowed it down. And then I stopped and I asked a very nice Marine because, you know, there's Marines on the course. And I said, can I borrow your phone? And he was like, sure, ma'am. And he gave it to me. And I thought a minute about what I was going to do. And I was going to text my husband. And I was like, I cannot write on this nice Marine's phone. I'm quitting because I don't know what he's been through, but I'm sure most Marines have been through so much more. And I, here I am like perfectly fine perfectly capable of finishing these last four or five miles. I just can't do it very fast. So I just texted Mark. I said, not my day. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm going to slow it down. I probably will walk a lot. You know, don't look for me for a while. And I did walk. I walked for eight minutes and I had a lot of thinking and, you know, I'm a big Peloton person and I love Cody and he always says, get your life together. And so I (laughs) thought about various ways I would get my life together. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay. Like, I think my body just needed a break. And I started running again after eight minutes. And the last five miles, I think at that point, I was fine. It was so weird. I was just like back to clipping along and having a good time and not feeling like I couldn't move. And I saw my family at 25 and gave them a big high five and just told them I love them and see them at the finish line. And and I finished happy. So, you know, despite the fact that I walked, I was you know, prepared to beat myself up for that. Yeah. It's what I needed at the moment. And, you know, I finished in 338 and or 337, 58. And so for most people, that's a dream day. And I don't take that for granted. I qualified for Boston again. You know, there there's many positives that come out of it, even though, you know, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. I didn't, it wasn't how I wanted to execute the race, but there's always next time. Yeah. Yeah. There is for sure. That's, there's always another race. And I mean, and again, I like that you acknowledging that like, you know, but the thing about it is the speed is all relative, right? You know, like to me, I'm like, oh my God, you, that wasn't, that wouldn't be a bad day. Like I said, that would be a dream day for me, but you mm-hmm. are in a place where you could have had a better day, but it was 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes mm-hmm. off your PR on a really humid day on a place where you didn't find your groove for at least three miles. It sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. 
And the other thing that I want to just, again, I'm, I'm, since I threw back to like a 1990, I guess 2007 marathon, mm-hmm. one of the things I remember writing way, way back in the day on, on our marathon mom's blog on runner's world is I used to do this, um, 10 mile race in Garden of the Gods, which was really hard. I mean, it, Garden of the Gods mm-hmm. is really hilly. It's beautiful as it sounds like, but it's really hilly. And I remember, taking walk breaks. And that was a time in my life when a walk break was, you know, like you may as well put a dagger through my heart, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember coming home and just feeling so gutted and so angry at myself. And I remember taking a nap that afternoon and I was like, Dimity, you know what? Like BFD, you know, at the end of the day, like, I mean, if I'm going to stress about that, on top of everything else, I mean, I had young kids at the time. I was working full time. I was, you know, I mean, I was doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. As as most of us do. And I was like, if I'm going to beat myself up about that, then like, where is the joy? You know, like right. I, that is just, that's one more thing that's I'm going to get down about myself about for. So I totally, totally appreciate that you were like, I am Sarah Wassner Flynn. I do not mm-hmm. walk in a marathon. And yet still, you know, I'm Sarah Wassner Flynn and I listened to my body and I did what I needed to do on that day. And look, I still had a pretty amazing day when you zoom out and look at it and not just focus on the things that were hard, right? Yeah. And then who am I to complain? I mean, you just look around and being in this community, there's so many people who can't run um, for various reasons, you know, or or struggle with one thing or another or going through a a battle with cancer, whatever it is. Like, I'm like, here I am, healthy, able to run, and I will never take that for granted. And, you know, it's, like you said, BFD. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, but but again, and again, not- Just move on. Don't just move on, but just, but I mean, (laughs) honestly, well, that's the other thing too. And I, I mean, I could like sit here and give you all the lessons that I always like run through my head pretty much every day, but your problems are your problems. Yes, like, you, you are definitely aware, like you are not an Ainsley's angel. Like, thank God mm-hmm. for that. Right. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's still, you had goals or you had ideas about how the day was going to go and it didn't go that way. And you get to honor that too, you know, even yeah. though, you know, so anyway, just a long way of saying great job. I'm super proud of you. I know everyone else's. Um, I can't wait to hear about Boston because that'll be your fourth time teeing it up, right? Your, your yep. third in, uh, in your new version of SWF. So, yes. so we'll be cheering for you there for sure. And, um, you know, kind of will live vicariously through your, uh, <laughs> through your training cycle. Oh yeah. Thank you. I can't wait to start it up again. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, did I, what did I sign up for? But no, I'm excited for it. And I, I, like I said, I had so many lessons learned that I didn't learn last year because last year think so many things went well this year. So many things didn't go well. So I'm writing it all down and I'm going to, you know, focus on things that I can control and, and, you know, have a better perspective for Boston and really enjoy it. It's going to be fun. And, and Marine Corps was great. And I have to say, great, great marathon. If anybody's thinking about adding it to their list. Yeah. How was that? The blue, was it called the blue mile? What's it, the one where they have the. Yeah. So that's on um, Haynes point and it's very somber. There's lots of spectating. It wasn't as, uh, I found that it wasn't as loud and boisterous compared to twin cities, but there were a lot of people throughout DC and Virginia. But then once you get to Haynes point, there's no spectators purposefully they don't put anybody at the blue mile and it's just right at your foot level so you look down there's photographs of soldiers that were killed in action all the way back from like world war ii i believe or world war one maybe 
to present day. And oh my gosh, like you can't not cry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Swift in my ear. I'm like, shut up, Taylor. You got to just stop being so happy <laughs> because this is like, I had to like, just focus on, you know, the purpose of that is just to reflect and to remember like, people who sacrificed um, for the country. And then once you get past the signs and there's these volunteers standing there with flags and there's a long, long line of people just with flags. So it's very patriotic and, you know, it was really somber. And um, that's when I was starting to feel a little rough, but I was able to like shift my mindset at that point and just sure. reflect on that. So yeah, that's definitely, I would say, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's a highlight, but it's definitely something that stands out with Marine Corps and some of the other DC races, they feature the Blue Mile. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, we're going to continue our marathon and half marathon talk by bringing on two BAMers, Sarah Jensen and Linda Bonson. Two, these two women participated in our Better Together program just last weekend. They were racing the day before Sarah, the other Sarah, SWF, and they ran the Indy Monumental Marathon. And um, we have them on to hear about it. Yes, we're excited to bring them back on. Some of you may recall that we had Linda and Sarah previously when they first linked up for Better Together. And now they're here post-marathon. You may not know what Better Together is. It's our program where we paired teams of protégés, who are those who are newer to long-distance running, with mentors who are experienced runners who did just that, served as a mentor to the protégés, showing them the ropes of training, fueling, recovery, and everything in between. Many of our pairs were strangers to start off, but became fast friends as the week went by. And it was all overseen by our great coaches, Jess Hoffheimer and Amy Skorich. Check out the Better Together highlight on our Instagram to see all the fun in action. And um, let's talk to Sarah and Linda. All right. So Sarah, one Sarah to another, let's start with you. So remind us a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and how old your kids are. Yeah. Hi. Great to be back. I'm Sarah Jensen. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. I have a sweet little two and a half year old little boy, and I this was my second marathon, my first in a very long time. My first one was back in 2016, so way before kids, and uh, so it was it felt like a learning of everything. So some of it came back, but a lot of it was very new for me. So is that why you um, joined Better Together was to have that guidance to kind of relearn stuff? Or why did you join the program, Sarah? I was so excited to join to, one, be in community with other people. I loved having the Facebook group and the Zoom check-ins and that accountability. I didn't feel like I was just off doing my own marathon training. And also having somebody that I could reach out to and text with questions. So Linda was fantastic in jumping on calls with me, giving me tips and pointers, giving me some tough love there in the middle of the training cycle. And that was a big motivation for me wanting to join. What I didn't realize was I never want to do races without a program like this because (laughs) race weekends... (laughs) Race weekend was so special and being there with the big group and doing the shakeout run and having the coach talk, it felt like uh, just a big celebration from the time I got there to the time we were done. And it would have 
really not been the same without that group mm-hmm. there. I think a lot of us had some FOMO watching everything unfold on Instagram over the weekend. You guys look like you were having <laughs> so much fun. So now we are a few days removed from Indy. And Sarah, first, how are your legs? Are you managing stairs and sitting down on the toilet and getting up from the toilet? Okay, because I'm not, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I'm definitely still sore. I'm a little surprised at how sore my legs are. And I had a little bit of calf issues going into the race. And that's definitely talking to me. So I've got a PT appointment this afternoon to get in there and do some recovery work and see if we can get that going again. Nice, nice. Yeah. How would you say the race went for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, I did have some rookie mistakes. It got to the start line without my water bottles. So that was, uh, I knew I was forgetting something when I left the hotel room, but I had my little list. Amy had coached us to, you know, literally write out our schedule for the morning and our checklist of what we needed to bring. And I wrote down water belt on there because I like to run with my water belt and just have that as my, my safety blanket, security blanket. And I uh, had my belt on, but I did not put the water bottle in the belt. Oh, so shoot. Oh, dang it. Didn't realize that till I was at the start line. So that threw me off a little bit, just not being able to take my water every time I was doing my gels and got a little bit of sugar stomach. And so lesson learned. Um, but oh my goodness, had so much fun running with Linda. Uh, she kept me on pace. Um, she gave me goals to run to. She you know, made sure that she was my speed limit at the beginning. And she she kept us on track while I counted dogs and got kid <laughs> high fives. Those are my two, like I had goals for a time, but I also wanted to have fun. Um, yeah. And I can't remember who, I think somebody had mentioned that on the podcast before. I don't know if how many dogs you can count making that a goal yeah yeah making that a goal yeah yeah so I was like I'm gonna try that I've got 168 dogs so by the end Linda was counting dogs with me too but she was much more focused on time and making sure that we were taking the shortest course possible so we made a good team getting your tangents nice nice let's bring Linda in now So, Linda, welcome back to the podcast. Great to have you back on again. Remind us again, like where you live, your your um your marathoning background, and what you brought you two better together. Uh, I live in Rutland, Vermont, Menden, Vermont, actually, and uh, I've had uh, this was my fifteenth, I think, marathon. Um, Okay. What was what was the other question? Sorry (laughs) about why you joined better together. Oh, I, I I love helping people. My poor sister. I've I've pulled her into so many different various uh, events that I do. And so this was lovely to, to be able to pull Sarah in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, who's a willing volunteer. Give, yeah, give, yeah. Give my, uh, give my sister a break and uh, <laughs> help others. No, I, 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 I find it a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. Nice. So in the build up to Indy, how would, often would the two of you communicate? Was it like a weekly check-in or was it less frequent than that? Um, it was probably less frequent than that. Uh, Sarah would have some questions for me and uh, I'd answer them as best I could. And then I would get nervous if I didn't see some events on Strava. So I would 
you know, check in and see what she was up to. But um, yeah. Well, Sarah mentioned what well, you missed it, Linda, because you fell off by accident. Yes. Um, tech wise. But she said that you gave her some tough love during the middle of the, <laughs> the training cycle. So you want to tell us about that? <laughs> well, early on, I did ask her, I said, well, how, how do you benefit? Do you benefit from, you know, no communication or tough love? And she answered tough love. So when I noticed that she wasn't getting in as many runs as, as uh, I saw that was on the schedule, I um, had to reach out and see what was going on. Yeah. Sarah, what was going on at that point? Oh, two-year-old and work and life and uh, not being able to get out in the morning. I think I had mentioned before that my husband has a crazy work schedule, so I don't get to get out by myself in the morning. And training in Alabama, I just had a a week there where I think I only had four miles walked because I just couldn't get out. And Linda was like, hello, <laughs> I see you only have four mile vlogs this week. And I, said, I know, I know I'm going to make it happen tomorrow. And I did. So uh, that was the the kick in the pants that I needed to, to make sure that I got out. So much appreciated. Yeah, it didn't feel like you're she was in your business. Oh my gosh, no. She's <laughs> no. doing her job, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes. So Sarah, you did finish in a very impressive four hours, 18 minutes and 37 seconds. So did that time meet or exceed your goal? Oh my gosh. Uh, very much exceeded. I That was over an hour faster than my first wow. marathon. Oh my gosh. And, That's which, significant. Yes, which I felt really confident I could beat. Um, my first one was in Baton Rouge and we stopped and we took pictures, hung out with LSU Elvis. So I I knew with that first one, my goal was just to finish. And I gave myself a very low bar for getting a PR in my second marathon. But that said, I had told Linda, I kept going back and forth on where how hard I wanted to push and where I thought my potential was. And I told Linda, I said, you know, I'll be happy with a 430. I will be really happy with a 420 and I will be, oh my gosh, over the moon if I get a 415. So 418, when I uh, crossed that finish line and I saw the clock time was at 428, I didn't know then exactly where I was, but I knew I had definitely beat the 430 and I looked down and saw the 418 and just uh, Amy and Jess were there at the end, right when I saw my watch, it was Oh, it was such a cool moment and maybe had a few choice words when I saw my watch and my time. I was oh, so excited. Oh my gosh. It was it so teary. exciting to see her face cross that finish line when she looked up and saw. <laughs> that is awesome. So Linda, so um so again you were you didn't hear this part. Sarah was counting dogs and you were watching the the GPS. <laughs> is this true? <laughs> like oh. tell us how you guided her during um and kind of where you guys if, if you ran the whole thing together or kind of how race day unfolded from your perspective? Yes. I asked her ahead of time what she would like in, um, again, tough love. So uh, if she wanted to run the whole thing, she said she'd like to run the half. I'd get her through the half, slower down, really, and make sure that um, we didn't go out too fast. And I was just running it, you know, making sure that each mile was was within range. And sure, Sarah is 
looking at uh, high all over the road, right? So she's going from <laughs> the left to the right, high-fiving all the little children. And I'm, I'm like, okay, tuck in behind that guy right there because it's a little bit windy now. Nope, she's more interested in heading off to these uh, little kids. And she was having so much fun and uh, counting dogs and really made it quite enjoyable. But so, yeah, we got to the halfway point and I said, to myself, okay, this is where she's going to put on her music and do her own thing. So I started picking the pace up a little bit. Well, I looked over my shoulder, she's right behind me. And so then the next mile, she's still there. The following mile, she's still there. So around mile 21, I think, I saw that somebody had put out Coca-Cola and pretzels. So I stopped to drink. I love, um, that's the only time I'll drink a Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's during a race. So I stopped and had like two two cups of Coca-Cola and and Sarah kept going. So I worked so hard during that mile to catch up to her. And I thought, oh, my goodness, my protege is up there. I got to go get her. <laughs> <laughs> and so I finally caught her. And at that next mile, I think she had stopped for water and I continued on. So I, I didn't see her pass then until the finish line. All right. So, so you guys, but you were together for most of it, which is really cool. Really yes. cool. That's, that's great. Well, um, and so talk a little bit about, um, Sarah, you mentioned that you never want to do a race that isn't, doesn't have the better together vibe to it, but talk a little bit about the camaraderie during the weekend and other highlights from other racers that you may have, if you may remember, and if you don't remember anything particular, that's okay too. But just curious what sticks out to you from the weekend. Sarah, you want to go first? Sure. So I got there Thursday night uh, and stayed through Monday. And I know not everybody in the group had the flexibility to be able to to stay that long, especially the girls that were local. It's always harder to take time away when your your family's only 30, 45 minutes away. So yeah, I was totally. very, very grateful to um, take that time. That was actually only my third time being away from my son and um, first solo trip without my husband or my son. So that was actually, uh, mama needed a break. So that was really nice <laughs> to have that time. But all that said, there for all of the events for the weekend. So Friday morning, we had a shakeout run and Amy and Jess got us all together. They planned out the route for us. We had bagels and fruit afterwards and they did a coach talk which I didn't realize that I needed but that like that last minute talk through of things to watch out for for the course like the Indianapolis roads have a lot of potholes and rough spots and make sure that you're keeping an eye out for those course specific things but also just reminders on some mantras like keeping our hearts open and um, doing quick body scans and talking about like just some things to some self-talk uh, when it got tough, which it did definitely get tough there, especially as the crowds thinned out when the half marathon separated from the marathon and there was not quite as many dogs to count once we <laughs> did that split. So a lot more time in my head and really went back to those mantras that Jess and Amy had gone through with us. Then after the race, that was the fun part. Like that's the part that I don't ever want to do without a group again, because 
I've done solo races before and you kind of finish and you're like, oh, that was great. You pat yourself on the back and then you kind of sit there by yourself and hang out with the post-race celebration. And this was not like that at all. Uh, We had our tent that Jennifer had set up. She had a banner made for us. Dimity was so sweet and sent along little prizes. So we got, you know, not only did we have our medal and our beanie, but we also had little treats from Dimity. And that was so special. Thank you so much for sending that. Oh, sure. Just having that celebration with everybody there at the end and seeing the other runners come in and, you know, cheering for them and, and just having that moment there at the end of the race made it so much more special. Um, and then, of course, our post-race breakfast, which I was equally as excited about. So the next morning, we did a little uh, short half-mile walk and went and got breakfast together and shared our race stories. And that just made the whole weekend. I will say one more thing. Yeah, I know I've talked a lot here, but one more thing. I, uh, you know, they talk about race morning, getting your, your bathroom schedule all in order. And race morning was tough. I did not get my bathroom. I did not have things together. in order. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have things in order. Having just done that, that's very stressful if it's not in the order and the timing that you need it to be, right? No. And I never do coffee in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to do coffee and never try something new on race day. But I did just a little bit of coffee, walked over, tried to meet up with the group, totally missed the group because I was in the bathroom. And that also meant one of the girls uh, was doing gear check for us at our tents so that we didn't have to use the big gear check. So huge bonus there to have the group doing that. Yeah. And so missed the group was like, oh my gosh, now I'm rushed and I'm trying to make it to gear check. And uh, I ran into Amy on the way over and she said, here, let me take your bags. You're good. Get in the corral. You're fine. And so having Amy's support there and having the group doing gear check, I just like had a big sigh of relief. Like yeah. I could just get in the corral and get going and, and not have to... Uh, I would have been much more stressed had I not had that group support. So, so wait, so we got to know. I mean, um, I'll I'll play the role of SBS and TMI here. Um, did was the was the bathroom <laughs> stop successful? Were you able to to clear your shoots? I was okay. Good, good. I was Coffee. successful. All right, all right, all right. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, and that's the beauty of the team, right? I mean, that's really at the end of the day, you know, like it's nice. Like, okay, I've got a coach here. I've got teammates here. It's not just being by yourself. And going back to. I mean, the best part of a race is talking about it afterwards. You know, it just is. And so to have that, like, you know, validation and time to laugh and time to talk through those parts, I think is just so it's helpful. It helps process it. And um, and it's also just really fun. So that's great. Well, so, Linda, what about you? What what takeaways do you have from the weekend? Oh, it really was a fun environment. You know, the camaraderie is, is just uh, fabulous. Uh, the the shakeout run was was needed because then you I actually got to meet her in person and run with her and you know the the groups got up together and and then other people you know that were from other groups you know we all just sort of ran together and chit chat you know it was it was a lot of fun absolutely the gear check was 
<laughs> was very much needed and, and welcomed, I should say, not needed. And the breakfast afterwards was phenomenal. Yeah, it just, again, you can just tell Sarah is so bubbly. I mean, she's got all the words and she's just bubbling over with joy. That's that's basically what the weekend seemed like. Yeah. Just a fun, joyful event. That's great. Well, congratulations to you both, right, Sarah? We give, I, actually, to all three of you guys, you guys are all marathoners, like minted this past weekend. I feel like uh, which one of these things is not like the other, but um, but proud of all of you. Well, you're our leader, Dimity. None of us would be here without you. So just, right? <laughs> well, thank right. you. We did miss you, Dimity. We did miss you. I yeah I, I missed it for sure. I really missed it. And I actually ended up getting really sick this weekend. So I'm glad I wasn't there. I was here for family oh, stuff here goodness. in Denver. And um, anyway, glad that you guys all had a great time. And congratulations to all of you. We are going to do something like this next year. If this is something that sounds like it's interesting to you and you want to have that team situation, we're going to have in the in the show notes, we'll have a link where you can sign up and put your name on a list. We're guessing it's going to be in Richmond in November, but don't quote us on that. But that's what we're thinking about doing at the Richmond Marathon, which also has a half marathon. So so there's that. And we've got one more um, race report to get to. So don't leave us yet. Is hiring challenging? Yes. Do active women love a challenge? Also, yes. You need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed's U.S. data shows that more than 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I love that Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you match candidates. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search, according to U.S. Indeed data. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com AMR. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com AMR. Indeed.com slash AMR. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love the smell and taste of fresh baked goods, so I was delighted when I received my first box from Wild Grain, the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. And Wild Grain has a deal for our listeners. Get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box at wildgrain.com slash AMR, or use code AMR at checkout when you start your subscription. Recently, my always hungry 18-year-old son was home from college for a long weekend. He adores sourdough bread, yet I've never perfected baking it from scratch. So I popped a par-baked Wild Grain sourdough loaf into the oven. In no time at all, we were enjoying delicious, warm slices of bread. I scored major mom points for that move. Because Wild Grain ships frozen straight from small artisan bakeries, Wild Grain can use the traditional centuries-old ways of making sourdough bread, including their 30-year-old sourdough starter. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. 
Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash AMR to start your subscription. You heard me right. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash AMR or use code AMR at checkout. Better Together wasn't the only fall program we ran this year. For our endurance queens, we also had Race Like a Mother, the Blue Ridge Trail Runs, which took a team of Bammers to Georgia to run along the Blue Ridge Trail. The event featured a 15K, a 30K, and a 50K race. Today, we have Bammer Kate Kneifel to reflect on her experience. Um, Kate, you might recognize her voice. She has been a guest on the Friday podcast to talk about perfectionism, among other things. So welcome back, Kate. Excited to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Kate, just give us a reminder of where you're from, what you do, and how many kids you have. Sure, yes. Well, I feel like I'm from... Minnesota. I always feel like I have to name that. It actually comes in as part of why I chose and love trail racing. But um, I currently live in Indiana. I work as a counselor and I own a private practice here in central Indiana. I have two children, young adult children. My daughter is uh, a junior in college and my son is a senior. Wow. Wow. You know what? I think we're almost exactly twins. You're a senior in high school, Kate, yes. your son? Yeah, I think we've maybe talked about this. Yeah. yeah. And wait, in Minnesota, I got to say, I totally always do that. I'm like, yeah, I live in Colorado, but I'm an OG Minnesotan because, you know, I don't know. There's just something about just throwing it out there. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your running experience and trail running. Yeah. Well, so I have been running, I mean, since I was in middle school. And I would say, for pretty much my whole life, I self-identify, I guess, as I call myself a qualitative runner. (laughs) So I have never been fast. I've never been, you know, which in a way has been a real blessing in that for me to run, it's always been about moving my body and getting outside and at least in the healthier times. There's been unhealthy times where it was focused more on weight loss Mm-hmm. However, um, I've been running, I ran, you know, track forever. And my goal was always like to not come in last. And like my best run was when we fought till the end to not be last um, at the 800. Um, but I've done different uh, marathons. I ran my first marathon when I was 25, I think. And I did my first half with my best friend from college when I was a sophomore. But I got into trail running because I just sort of like got introduced to it a few years ago, pre-COVID. I just got a little burnt out on road runs and sign up the racing. And I just wanted to do something different. And that's what kind of led me prior to this race. I had, I did two other trail runs events that I just like loved so much. It feels like a totally different sport almost to me. Yeah. So you ran the 15K at Blue Ridge, which is just over nine miles. So was that one of the longer trail races that you've done? Yes. And there's a part of me that's like, it was 10 and a half. 
It was <laughs> Oh yeah, they're never trail runs are never the distance that they say they are, right? They're always longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was, was it truly ten and a half? I mean, because that's significant. I mean, you know, that's over ten percent longer than yes. you know. So well here's the thing. That's what it said on my Apple Watch. Okay. And I think part of it was a lot of it was uphill, but then trying to run the downhills. Oh, I was doing a lot of like switchbacking, like like fast feet switchbacking <laughs> because I was trying to not trip and, you know, some of the things that were going on there. So I may have added that distance myself, but yeah. Sure. So, so it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was, it sounds like it was a significantly challenging race, huh? It was very challenging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so before we talk about the race, um, how did the program written by Coach Christie, who was, you know, was a very talented ultra runner, how did it get you ready to to run? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the most interesting parts of the program, and I actually, you know, deciding to do this program, I actually checked with you. I had just finished training for and ran um, a trail Ragnar. So I guess that's maybe my fourth, another one. And that was 17 miles over a day and a half or whatever, but I can sometimes be injury prone. And so I got through that injury free. So I signed up and what was amazing about this program that I really enjoyed was one, I stayed injury free. So I did two programs back to back or two training cycles back to back without an injury, which for me, is a huge deal. So, I mean, to me, that it, that says something. It was challenging for sure, but there were some different workouts in there. So I really do love strength. So I got to keep the strength and I really, I love being in the gym. I love, I feel like that comes a little bit more naturally to me than running actually. So it's a way where I can feel like it's easier wins sometimes or whatever. Sure. But I also loved, we had hill workouts and treadmill workouts. And she kind of varied when you would have those. So you'd have like two weeks of hills, but then two weeks of these treadmill workouts that were, you know, these incline workouts that were challenging, but also like you felt like such a, I don't know if I can say, you felt so awesome when you were you done. You can say badass. Okay. You, totally you felt like badass. such a badass. I mean, I like especially it. those workouts. I I, okay. I saw them. I helped design the program. I mean, I didn't help design the, I helped design the layout for it. Yeah. They, they make, they should make you feel badass because they were, they were uh, challenging for sure. Yes. So I felt pretty confident. I mean, I felt nervous going into the race, but I also felt prepared. You know, I really felt like it and being in Indiana, the struggle to find hills to do. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty Southern Indiana has a lot of hills, but not, I live in central Indiana. So anyway, I was very well prepared um, mm-hmm. with that plan. So, okay, let's talk about the race itself. So you've mentioned the hills and we saw the photos online and it definitely looked like it was challenging. And I think that was the purpose. You know, you never want a trail run that's just going to be a fire road the whole time. So what would you say are some of the, the the more challenging aspects of the course? Was it just like straight uphill, straight up downhill, switchbacks? What 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 kind of terrain were you dealing with? Yeah, so the challenging part was it it was just like climbing, climbing, and more climbing. And 
and more climbing. <laughs> what I liked about it is it was small enough. Another trail race that I did that was a lot of climbing there, um, you got a lot of clogs. So you were in this long line, you know, kind of w- almost waiting to climb. You did not have that with this race, which I liked, but it was a little bit more technical as far as like some rocks and things like that. That's why I signed up for it. I wanted that challenge. I was very glad I had the poles. So the trekking poles were recommended. I was super grateful to have them. I was grateful. I practiced with them. For me, <laughs> I did not want to, I fall at different times when my legs get tired. I will trip sometimes and fall. Okay. We are, we are totally like <laughs> sisters from another part. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, first of all, just backing up where you were like, uh, hi, I have, you know, putting two training cycles together without getting injured. I'm like, yeah, I totally yes. appreciate that. And then you trip when you get oh. tired. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, I interrupted you, but I would forget what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So. And so it really was like. You know how they talk when you get older, you learn like, okay, how do you fall well? Like, it's not that you're not going to fall, but how? And so I only fell once and it was on the way down. What was the most challenging for me for this race was that actually the decline because the trail was a little bit, it was more narrow. There were rocks and roots and things like that. And I just, my legs did not have enough practice doing that decline. So, I mean, I used mantras, like I literally, people behind me, I was like, quick feet, lift, lift, quick feet, lift, lift, up, 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 up. Like I was just <laughs> trying anything that I could, but I did fall. And um, I mean, I bit it pretty hard at mile eight. Oh, um, shoot. And. Oh. Pretty far into it. I know. Oh. So I was just tired and it came out of the blue. I don't even know what happened. Like if you've done trail running. It's like someone sticks out their foot out of the blue. I didn't even see it. It's just a minute I'm trucking along. And then the next I'm like flat on my face. Oh. So I like, I landed on my face, my like chest and my face. Oh, geez. Um, but I was okay. I was able to shake it off. I mean, it was a good fall. You know, I mean. <laughs> I love it, Kate. It was a good fall. I know how to fall. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, really, like you get to a certain point where, you know, sometimes I wasn't in my head. I mean, all kidding aside, there's times that I've worried that I would fall into a tree. Sure, sure. Um, and, and, you know, a concussion and being in mental health and knowing what a concussion can do to you. Yes. I mean, I have a like a legitimate respect for my head and not wanting to fall. And so I was like, okay, I'm good. I felt on some padding. I, my face is okay. Like, yeah. um, so that was probably the most challenging part actually. And I knew the downhill was going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, did it, were there people around you? Like, I know, you know, we had a, uh, a smaller group, but, but a, a group of women there that were through AMR and, um, doing different length races. Did, were you able to run with any of them or do you see them out on the trail or? No, but what's interesting is we came in pretty close to each other. I think we were like two minutes, three of us were like two minutes apart or something, but it felt far apart. Like we did not see each other, um, there was a woman who ran behind me, Laura, almost the whole race until we got to the downhill. And she's from Colorado. She was from Colorado. And I told okay. her, I was like, Laura, I am from Indiana. Please go ahead of me. Like I am, 
you know, and she was hearing all my quick feet because I did not care. <laughs> I did not care. But really, it thinned out and you did not, not see. I think for the first maybe three miles, there were I was with a few different people, not not the other women in the training yeah. group, but just others. But then it totally thinned out. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, so, I mean, so how, I'm just curious, how long did it take you just because it, you know, it obviously is not a road race by any stretch. Like, I know. So I'm so glad you asked this. Cause I was like, I really want to talk about this and say this. It took me just under three hours. It was like two fifty eight. So it was like 17 minutes and something was my average pace, mm-hmm. which I have to say I was so proud Like I, so it was so hard, like the hiking, there was a lot of places and Christy had told us you're going to have to power hike a lot of it. And I did, and I wasn't going for time or anything like that. Like I wanted to finish and I didn't want to be injured and I wanted to enjoy the day, which we also had this beautiful day. So, I mean, I was prepared, like I might be out there for a real long time. And to me, for me, that was like amazing. So I was really happy with it. That is amazing. I mean, and I'm so glad that you have such pride in that because it is, I mean, like you said, it is just a different beast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, even when we were hiking, like, you know, I had my friends on and when we, after we talked about doing the enchantments, I'm like, yeah, we're moving it like two miles an hour right now or like Mm -hmm. two and a half. And you're like, that is that you feel like that is so slow. And when you're out there, you're like, I am going as fast as I can right now. Like the terrain does not let you go any faster unless you are, you know, a 21 year old kid, you know, who can just kind of cartwheel over the rocks and not worry about crashing into a tree. Right. Yeah. But also I almost wish there were like a, a gauge for like this like engagement factor or like your connected or like aliveness in your body factor, Mm -hmm. because that was like off the charts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why I run now. You know what I mean? Like I want, or any physical activity, I want to be in my body. I want to be connected. I want to be engaged. I felt like that I really hit this sweet spot you know, during this race for that. And that felt oh, that's so great. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. So after this experience, Kate, will you continue trail racing? Yeah. So Dimity, the, I'm sure you've gotten so much feedback on the final finish line. And I heard that prior to this race and it really made this shift for me. Like when I listened to that, this idea of like empowerment of anticipating you're not going to be able to run forever. Most of us probably. Right. And like Mm -hmm. deciding for most of us, like for some of us who are listening to it, who listen to it as currently running for me, and I'm going to be 48 here in a couple of days. And this, like putting the decision in my hand when I want to stop or not, instead of like trying to force like, Oh, can I, can I do it again? Or I mean, just like this paradigm shift that I felt like that series offered up Yeah. for me, I ran that race of like, this could be, this might be my last race. And if it is like wonderful and if it's not, that's okay. But like, I think for me, so I guess my answer is, I don't know. I'm not sure right now. Um, yeah. Because I really want to take care of my body. I'm so grateful that I didn't get injured. 
I might do an, I might, if I do something else, it will probably be trails or like an experience. I love being outside. I love new experiences. So I'm just really staying open. I'm trying to maybe be connected to my body in a different way in like, what does my body want to do and try to listen more holistically than like the one part of me that might be like goal driven or, you know, real specific in some way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Kate, that's really, um, I really honor your perspective. I think that's just, I mean, I, I, the word mature comes, but you're going to be 48, you know, you're mature, but I think, you know, I'm glad that that series gave you pause to think about like letting you know that you're going to be, you can be in control and you don't have to ring out every last little mile until, you know, you're just like, I can't do it anymore. You know, like you get to be a little bit more of a driver in the seat and gosh, I'm just, that, that's just really, I'm just, I'm proud of where you are. And I feel like um, if that was your last race, awesome. And the fact that you talked about just like really just feeling alive in your body during it. I mean, that is, that's, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's, you know, at least 85% of the reason why we run just to be present and feel strong and feel alive and just feel like every pore is just like in it to win it, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just, that's, that's great. I'm really, I'm really psyched for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I, so I know I say this all the time, but I'm so appreciative of spaces like another mother runner that gives that perspective, you know, and is talking to women about that and what it looks like in different ways to frame it. I mean, it's really important and it was been really helpful for me. Good. Good. Well, happy early birthday. Yeah. So, so you're not celebrating with 48 miles. Is that what I'm hearing? No. <laughs> 4.8 is a good number. <laughs> I love that. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kate. Congratulations on a great race in Blue Ridge. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Okay, well, this has me fired up for next year in a big way. So if you are interested in doing a program like Better Together, we are definitely considering doing something like that next year. Probably won't have the mentor-protege part to it, um, but we will definitely have an accountability factor in there, a, a teamwork factor. Um, so you come to the race knowing somebody and feeling very prepared and ready to have a great day. We're going to have a link in our show notes for a list. So just go in and put your name on that list and we will get you details um, as soon as we have those ready. The other thing that's going to be in our show notes is a link to a survey. What we want to know is what your athletic highlight was in 2023. We want you to brag, whether it's we are proud of your splits like Kate was in her trail run, whether you came back from an injury, whether you made a conscious decision to switch to really focusing on your strength and um, your joint health, like whatever it is. It could be a marathon PR. It could be anything. We just want to hear from you and we want a voicemail or a voice memo from you. All the directions are going to be in this link. What we're going to do in December is we're going to check in with the coaches as we typically do at the end of the year in the Many Happy Miles slash Train Like a Mother Club podcasts. And we're going to intersperse your athletic victories and highlights in there. So we definitely want a lot of them. And again, you do not have to have a Boston qualifier. You do not have to have an ultra marathon in there. We want to hear about everything from a comeback 5K all the way to... I don't know, jogging with your kid. I don't care. I just want to hear from you guys. So check out that link and thanks for listening. 
Our podcast today was produced by Barry Medore of Fire on the Bluff in St. Paul, Minnesota. 